Hey, Hope family, welcome back to another week of Hope Dailies. Trust that you are able to enjoy that very summer-like weather we had over the last couple of days. I'm excited to jump back into this series that we started last week, talking about how we can disagree without dividing. Last Monday, we looked at how we looked at how the New Testament writers, especially Paul, address the topic of unity. It is like foremost in his mind. And even Jesus in his prayer, the night he was arrested, is praying that we would be unified. And then on Friday, we looked at Romans 14, just that first verse where Paul introduces us to something we may call gray areas or middle ground. He called it disputable matters. These are issues within the church that are big enough to have people on all sides of the issue at hand, but still be on the same team. The, the issue at hand for Rome for the Romans was eating meat sacrificed to idols. For us, it could be any number of things, alcohol, R-rated movies, cursing, etc. So when we disagree with fellow believers, the first step is to recognize what we are disagreeing about. Are we disagreeing about moral absolutes, behavioral absolutes, such as sexual immorality, witchcraft, jealousy, gossiping, etc., or doctrinal absolutes like resurrection or justification through faith? Or are we just arguing about preferences, color of the carpet, how bright the lights are, etc.? Then, again, Paul introduces disputable matters. As we see from his example, these are issues that some feel are of utmost importance, but Paul says that they are not. They are somewhere between absolutes and preferences. These are issues that Paul says we are to have convictions about, but we're not to argue or to fight or to divide over them. So once we recognize that there is this third category, disputable matters, what do we do about it? Today, I want to continue to look at Romans 14 and just pull out two things that we can do once we've recognized that a disagreement is over a disputable matter. The first we find again in Romans 14.1. Paul there says to not quarrel over disputable matters. He calls them disputable, but then tells us not to dispute them. Why would Paul do this? These are issues we can discuss, express our differences, seek to understand and explain, but we don't need to fight about them. We don't need to go behind people's backs and say, oh, did you hear what Pastor Mark said? Or did you hear what Dan said? Did you hear what Dana said? Talking behind each other's backs, forming factions, spreading seeds of division, that's quarreling and that's what Paul tells us not to do. Back in September of 2019 or 1 BC, that's before COVID. Mark and I did a series on Wednesday nights called Thinking Out Loud. And on some of them, specifically the one we did on literal creation or evolution comes to mind, him and I disagreed. And somehow after that, I became the assistant pastor. My thoughts on the matter haven't changed. Mark and I just realized that this is a disputable matter. This is something that we can disagree without dividing. Paul isn't saying that all opinions on disputable matters are equal. In verse 14, he says, I know and am convinced before Jesus Christ that there is nothing unclean. Paul seems to think that there is a correct way to think about it, but that there's room for people to disagree and remain in Christian community. So again, that first thing we can do is not quarrel over them. We can disagree without dividing. The second principle that we can take is that we have to be convinced in our own mind. 
Perhaps you've inherited some beliefs about what is right and wrong on certain disputable matters, and you don't even realize that there are people who disagree with you. But once you do realize that there is another way of looking at this, maybe you need to reinvestigate why you believe what you believe. You need to be fully convinced in your own mind. Paul says this repeatedly throughout the chapter, the second half of Uh, Verse 5, Paul says to be fully convinced in your own mind about what is right or wrong. In verse 12, he says that we need to be fully convinced because each of us will give an account for ourselves before God. Then in verse 23, he says that anything that does not come from faith is sin. So we need to be convinced our faith needs to be in a place and then we need to act from that faith. So these disputable matters, Paul isn't saying that they can be glossed over with an ah, who cares, or just flip a coin and pick which side you want to be on. Paul makes it clear that the reason we do not judge one another isn't because these things don't matter. It's because God is the one who judges, and we need to form personal convictions about them. And these personal convictions are personal because they are developed internally and they apply to me personally. Paul doesn't subject the church in Rome to his personal conviction. Again, in verse 14, he says, I know and am convinced that nothing is unclean. But he doesn't tell the church that they have to follow this. So they're personal, applied only to the individual. And they're convictions because they come from deep work and deliberation on the subject. It's not simply a matter of preference. And as we form these personal convictions, we need to remember that our goal isn't to settle for what is permissible to the Lord, like what can I get away with, but rather to land on what is pleasing to him. So let's recap. We have such a thing as disputable matters, things that we can disagree on, that there can be people on all sides of the issue, and yet we are still brothers and sisters in Christ. Once we realize that we are fighting over a disputable matter, We need to stop fighting and do not quarrel, as Paul says, but instead seek to understand one another. And we must do the work to be convinced in our own minds. We must realize that we are not giving an account to one another, but we will ultimately give account before God himself. So, there's work to be done. What areas have you kind of just said, eh, who cares? And God is telling you, you need to care because you will give an account to me. And maybe you have to go back and do the hard work to see, what do I believe? What is God calling me to in this particular area? And then you can also do the work to see, where have I been harboring bitterness or anger against my brothers and sisters who have different personal convictions than I do? Whether I've been quarreling with them out loud or just internally in my own heart, how can I start to move towards them? in love.